Because democracy basically means government by the people, of the people, for the people. But the people are retarded. Welcome to the China On Podcast. I'm your host, Chris. And today, I want to answer the question, should I quit my 9 to 5 so I can start a business, I can start uh, pursuing my dreams of music, art, whatever it might be. And I'll give you my thoughts on it. Um, And I want to share my thoughts because I did quit a job in order to start my own business. Um, And I've been getting this a lot lately. I've got a couple people that I know, a couple friends that are asking me, okay, well, like, here's what I'm doing. I'm starting a business. Should I go out on my own? I feel like I should. I feel like my nine to five is blocking me. I feel like it's preventing me from being creative. I feel like it's preventing me from pursuing my dreams when I come home. I'm really tired and I don't have the energy to do this stuff. And I would really love to put that time and effort towards uh, whatever I want to do. So I've been there before. And when I did it, I pulled the trigger, I left the job, and I started my own business. So that's I'll, I'll talk to you about my experience with that. Um, yeah, so it, should I quit my job, my 9 to 5, and start my own business or pursue a dream? I'll say if, I'll say yes if you're the kind of person that's like relentless. You just go after it. You don't give a fuck about sleeping. You don't care about uh, relationships. You don't care about all these things. Not that you don't care about it. This is not the best way to put it. But like you want this thing so bad that you will let almost everything else in life go to the wayside until you have that thing. That's somebody who I think can go out, lay it all on the line, and you'll probably find success. And and I mean that if you're talking about I'm in a job and I don't have this, you know, career set up or this other business or I don't have solid money coming from my art. I've made some money or I have a side business and I've made some money on it, but it's not like fully there. If you feel like, okay, I'm going to make this jump and I'm going to fucking go all out and I can do all this stuff, then you're probably going to be fine. You still might fail, but you may be fine. And if you put everything that you have into it, you can do it. But that means uh, staying up late, avoiding other social situations. You're basically living to accomplish that goal. And that's cool. And I respect people who can do it. But what I found when I jumped off the cliff and tried to start my own business and I didn't have a business already going, that I'm not that kind of person. I don't have this relentless pursuit to do everything. I wasn't willing to stay up and work on the business all this time. And the reason why I left uh, my last job, I wasn't happy in it, but I had enough money saved up and I started learning how to do music production. And when I left, I was like, all right, I'm going to produce music and I'm going to do this stuff and I'm going to produce podcasts. Well, 
the thing that I had lined up in order to leave ended up falling through about a month after I left. And that was supposed to be the sustainer. That was supposed to be the thing that carried me into running my own business and having a successful business. Um, and if I can make a recommendation, instead of leaving your nine to five job on a hope or a wish, or like you kind of have something lined up, get it solid first, build that thing up, um, on the side and put your effort into it until it becomes something that can sustain you. And then you can make that move until you have a solid business in place because I left and then I did it. Why I left, I left in order to have this freedom and I want to be able to do music whenever I want to, and I'm going to pursue it and I'll find a way to make money and all this stuff. And it's a nice thought. And like I said, if you're relentless about it, you can do it. But a lot of other things can suffer. So like I left, I had this thing going, it fell through. I was trying to get music going. I realized I kind of suck as a producer. I can't hear all these kinds of frequencies that you need to be able to hear in order to produce an engineer. I'm sure if I come back to it and I work with engineers or people that are skilled at hearing that kind of stuff, I'll be fine. I like writing music. I'm still good at it. I'm going to keep doing it. And we'll get back to actually why my nine to five now is actually giving me the ability to do that. So I left, I left thinking that I was going to have this freedom. And then I was doing this stuff and I realized I fucking suck at music production. I don't know how to do this stuff. I'm sure I can get good, but I don't think I'll be able to get good enough to make enough money fast enough to sustain my family. So I started looking to produce business podcasts and I found one, but that's just one. It's just a kind of a small amount of, of revenue. And I'm still figuring out the equipment, the business, what even the business is, where the money is going to come from. I had one customer, it was my brother. And it turned out I learned a lot from it. It was good uh, because I could go, I could learn these things. Um, I probably had a little more leeway but also I wanted to do a better job. And so I made things and I, I started figuring out how everything worked, how to put these video clips out, where people paid attention, how to tag people on LinkedIn, what looked good, what didn't. I played around with a lot of stuff, but it took a ton of time and the clock was ticking because the money was starting to dwindle down and it wasn't being replaced. And that's a scary feeling because if you've got, a house, I had a wife, a baby on the way, and yeah, it's all fine and nice if you've got some savings and you've got a good idea, but if you don't have a solid business in place, like if you don't have a solid stream of revenue, that freedom very quickly turns to anxiety, to, oh shit, I got to move, I got to do all this stuff, and then you start looking for, okay, what is this business actually? and you're struggling to figure it out, you're talking to all these kinds of people, you're selling, I'm finally selling, okay, somebody bought it, and now I go into full delivery mode, and I'm making sure that's good, I'm still learning the business, what it is, and like, okay, that's great, that's taken care of, and then you turn around, and I've got no pipeline, I have no source of money, or people that want to buy my thing, I have no source of it right now, and I have to go find it, so now I have to sh switch from 
production mode to sales mode and I got to go find money and I got to go do that. And so by the time I do that, awesome, you get more people in. Okay, now I got to go back into production mode and I got to do this and this. I'm, I could have hired VAs, maybe that would have helped or something along those lines. But I was kind of was kind of too scared in order to hire somebody at that time. I thought I could do it myself because if I go out on my own and then I hire people, then they're going to be accountable to me. And then it's kind of like running a business and then I'll be, you know, a slave to that business. It was such a stupid way of thinking, but it's pretty common, I think. And it's really not – in hindsight, it's stupid. Sorry, if you're kind of in that space, it's a stupid thought. Sorry if you're there. I get it. But um, I thought I could just make it work. But again, it comes back to I left because I wanted this freedom. I was like, okay, if I go, I start this business, I'll be able to make all this money. I'll be able to make a couple hundred thousand dollars a year, and then I'll be able to make whatever schedule I want, and I can do what I want, and I can play music whenever I want, and all these things. And I tried to do some of that stuff, and it fucking failed because I would try to make music during these, these work days, and then it would kill any chance of other money coming in. So it's this, uh, it's this vicious cycle. And so once that once that money stops and the clock starts ticking, it takes a couple of months for you to realize, oh shit, I got to get my act together. And then once you realize that that money's going, you're like, oh fuck, I have to, I have to make this work and I can't focus on my music. I can't focus on this podcast. And that was at the, that was the point where I stopped doing the China on podcast and I started the Southwest Florida business podcast because I kept asking people over and over again, uh, hey, do you want to produce a podcast for your business? And they would ask me the same questions. Um, you know, well, what's your podcast about? And do you charge to be on it? And I said, well, my podcast is about a bunch of random stuff. And of course, I would never charge to be on it because it's, you know, my piece of art. And that made me click like, okay, what if I start a podcast that I can charge people? And that's how the business podcast came out. What could I charge people for? Nobody gives a fuck who Chris Hine is. I didn't have a following, but I had cameras. I had equipment, and I knew how to produce this stuff. So, And I'm pretty good at interviewing people. So, hey, let me interview you. I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions about your business. I'm going to chop this up into clips, and I'm giving it to you. And started as 500, got to 1,500 a piece, and then 2,500, and then a couple of them were more than that. And I started to build it, but by the time I put it together, it was too late. I had already hit this point where the business was kind of taken off. I was really pretty stressed about it, and it was eating up all my time. So I had no time for music. I had no time for the podcast that I wanted to do. I didn't have any time for this stuff. I had a baby. I have a wife. I got to make sure I spend some time with them. I got to make sure that that's okay and that's protected. So all the shit that I like to do, that was all the reason why I left for the freedom. I want to be able to be free. Give me that freedom, baby. It didn't work out. It was it was something that ended up trapping me because I, I was stuck in the cycle and I fucking got too far behind on it. Because what happens with that too, like I said, you go sales, production, sales, production. And then you get too far behind that ball where the 
money is like getting away from you. And then you have to start chasing people that you don't necessarily want to work with. That takes you off into different directions, all these kinds of things. And ultimately, I had to stop doing it and shift over and go back to a nine to five. And what I learned from that experience is that with the nine to five, and I never thought I'd say this, but the nine to five actually gives me uh, stability in order to go and do things like this, to make music. Um, it It's because I have a steady stream of income coming in and now I'm a little older, a little wiser, and I'm willing to put in the time and effort to actually do these things when in the past I would have just not done it or fucked off or went to sleep or watched something on TV or YouTube, whatever it might be. And that's so that's the shift lately that I've seen is the nine to five can be can actually be a sense of freedom for you. As long as you if you if you like your job or you're remotely happy with it, it pays enough of your bills that you feel confident that you can invest the extra time into a side business, into art, into something that you enjoy doing more than your current job, but it doesn't make you money yet, but you think can make you money in the future. If you have a job that doesn't drain your soul, that doesn't make you want to fucking jump out a window, then that's a solid foundation to work from. If you can have that money coming in, then you can take that extra time whether it's the weekends, I do my stuff at night, after the baby goes to sleep, everybody's asleep, I come out here in the garage and I fucking talk to you people. And this is like this is an insane thing to do is to sit in front of a camera with a microphone and talk. I like doing it. I don't know. I can't explain it, but I did have to go to work today. I had to sell stuff, I had to make calls, I had to stay a little late to handle a call. I had to get back to somebody, put together a quote, and somebody have somebody kind of chew me out. Whatever. It's fine. But it's part of it. And I actually like what I'm doing now. So it's not a drain. In the past, the last thing, it ended up being a drain. Um, so you don't want that. That's fair. What I'll say to that is if you feel drained from what you're doing now, go find something else. Go find another job. Find something else that you can do. Maybe you'll take a slight pay cut or whatever that might be, the first three months of that transfer are going to be tough anyways. You're probably going to be mostly focused on the new job. This other stuff will take a side seat. That's what happened to this. It's just, it takes a little bit of time to get used to that stuff. But if you can f make your nine to five situation something that's that you enjoy, that doesn't suck all the life out of you, you can take this time to start doing things. But that comes with uh, discipline. It comes with getting pressure from other people. It comes with... Um, it comes with... Like disappointing people. Because it's not... It's going to be not what they necessarily want or expect. And we'll come back to that. So the discipline part. That's huge. That's one of the key things I think to making this actually the nine to five be a piece of freedom is to have discipline and to actually do the things that you say you want to do. You say you have these dreams. 
I want to do all this stuff. I want to make music. I want to be the best artist. I want to fucking spin around on ribbons and shit from the ceiling. Whatever that is, you actually have to do that um, in addition to your nine to five. So if you use your your income as stability and then you actually go do what you say you want to do, that's how you can start to do it with freedom. And that gives you actually some breathing room to be able to pursue this stuff without being stressed, without feeling guilty. Every time I would do music or do anything like that while I was running the business, I'd feel fucking guilty because the business was falling behind and then I was like, well, why aren't you working on the business? And so rather than taking that time to invest in the things I want to do, recharge myself and then go back into the business like full force, I would, I was just, everything was a drain. And then you'd be tired and then you'd be trying to work on this business that I, I didn't fully want to be doing anyway. And it became a trap. So that's where going back to the discipline part. If you can find the time, make the time, change your schedule do whatever you have to do, but make sure you actually do what you say you want to do. That's where you can take this chunk of time, this nine to five, make it an asset and give you the freedom. Uh, and whether that means you go to work and then you take that, I take a four hour chunk of time usually before I get back into this thing. You might sleep a little less. Sorry. I know you're, you're on Instagram and then you see a video and people are like, you have to get eight hours of sleep. Otherwise, your schlumbinin is going to be way lower. The limits are going to go below, and then you're going to be you're going to be so fucking stupid. Nobody's going to want to talk to you, and then your house is going to burn down. And you're like, yeah, that's why I have to get eight hours of sleep. But you're sitting on fucking Instagram, scrolling through this shit, not realizing you're holding a little fucking radioactive thing that's draining all your attention and energy, and that's part of what's keeping you asleep or keeping you fucking awake at night. And then you're, oh, I drink call, I drink my second coffee at 3 o'clock. That's fucking you up more than spending two hours from 9.30 to 11.30 at night doing what you want to do. If you can't do that, then just stop complaining. Then don't worry about it. Then sit and watch and do whatever you need to do. But then stop bitching that your 9 to 5 is a prison and it's keeping me from achieving my dreams. Oh, my God. You're fucking lying to yourself. And you can use a nine to five as a tool to lie to yourself because if you don't like your job and you're not willing to put in the time and effort, you can sit there and say, that's what's blocking me. I knew it all along. And then watch what happens. You quit and then the money starts running out and you shit your fucking pants and then you come back to it and you look at that nine to five and then, and then tell me that that was what was blocking you. Trust me. You go and do it without a plan. It's, it, you'll look back fondly on the nine to five. So discipline is a huge piece of it. And then also you're going to get pressure from people. It's just happened recently. And like I, I'm doing this, I, some of the stuff I do at the end of the day during work hours, stuff like that, I have to shift that. It's not, it's not cool to do. But anyway, I got pushback from uh, a manager on this and that's that's fair because if you have that situation, like you're going to be pushing this forward. So I had that in my particular case, but maybe what you're doing, you do it on the weekends, but then somebody finds out from work uh, that you're doing it and they've got a problem with it. Well, are you 
are you working here or are you doing your other thing? You're going to get these kind of pressures or people doubting you, all that kind of stuff. It's not anything bad from their part. It's, it's a lot of times that people – sometimes people – I see it online a lot. People will go like, oh, they're just saying because they want to bring you down. It could be. There's shitty people out there. I'm sure that there's a good percentage of people. But also, people are just kind of wondering if you're on board with them. Like, hey, are you part of this team that we're doing this with? Like, are you committed to this or are you trying to do your side thing? And you you got to be able to be prepared to have conversations about that. And it's kind of reasonable for somebody at your job to ask you if you're on the fence about it. If you, especially if you're not performing. So if you're not doing a good job at your nine to five and then somebody asks you, are you into this or not into this? Then the truthful answer is that you're not into the nine to five and that's fine. But that then gives them the sense of like, all right, well, we got to find a replacement. And so everything that they think about now is going to be looking how you're fucking up, how you're not part of the team. And that's going to be the lens versus if you can do well at your nine to five and then somebody brings that up, you're going to have the backing of a job well done to be able to kind of defend this side thing, right? If you're, if you're completely fucking up and then you're not into it as well, they're going to start trying to move you out. If you're at a big company, they'll start giving you performance reviews, uh, pips, whatever they're called. And if you're at a small company, it's, they're just going to be like, all right, well, I don't trust them. We, like we can't trust this person to build critical things. But if you're if you're doing well at your job, then you actually have a leg to stand on. This might this is really it's interesting this time around after having failed at a business, then coming back to a nine to five and seeing the importance of it and where the freedom can come from. I fucking am able to defend that shit because I'm doing a good job, bringing in deals, producing podcasts, d- putting out marketing content, bringing in deals from that like. All this kind of stuff I can point back to and be like, no, look, here's what I'm doing. This is why I'm doing it. I'm doing a good job here. You see that, right? And it was and it was an acknowledgement and then and then it shifted to from the perspective of, well, is he bought into, okay, how do we make this work? How does this work for both of us? Versus if I was doing shitty and then I wasn't bought in, it would have been like well, fucking get your act together or you're going to leave. And because I had the good quality stuff, then I have something to back it up. So that's another key piece. You got discipline and then you have to do a good job at your job and just be prepared to get that pressure. And one of the ways to handle that pressure is to do a good job and be able to show that you're doing a good job. Because if you are, then people will try to work with you. Um, I'm sure you're going to have, some people will have shitty bosses. There are always shitty bosses out there. That's, it's bound to happen. Then try to steer clear as best you can or office space them. I've office spaced jobs and things like that before where you just like smile and then they're like, holy shit, this guy's really bought in. And then you kind of can figure out where you want to go and do all that kind of stuff. So yeah, use it as a way to protect it. Don't do a shitty job because then you're going to get found out. But if you have a boss that is fucking out of their mind, then then maneuver. Just smile. Ha, ha, ha. Oh, my God. What a great idea. That's fantastic. It does work. It, believe it or not, if somebody's dumb enough to like not appreciate good work, then you can just 
maneuver. It's it's fine. It is what it is. Um, and then the third is like you're gonna disappoint people. Like those people that you're talking to may be disappointed that you have the side thing, or you know you might be spending time with your family and and maybe during that chunk, like you got to spend quality time, sure, or however you want to spend your time, but then you have to go do the work and you got to be prepared to disappoint people and say, Hey, I got to go. I got to work on this or, uh, like leave an event early or get off the couch when you're watching a show or a movie together. Hey, love you. Got to go work on this stuff and move the ball forward. And again, I don't think it's because people want to pull you down necessarily. I don't think people have like that, that inclination well, there's plenty of people that do. Don't get me wrong. I'm not naive about that. But there's not everything is like they want to pull you down. So don't get this fucked up thing in your head where it's like my wife's like, why do you have to go do that at 930? And she must she must want to pull me back. You know, She also might just want to spend time with you. It's possible. So don't get all fucked up in your head about this. So I guess just the, the main points of this if you are somebody that and i'm talking about if you want to leave your job and just start something off the bat but you don't really have a solid thing that you're moving to if you're somebody that's willing to go all out do all this stuff go nonstop, i'll fucking make i'll make 50 calls today and then i'll go out and i'll do the work and then at night i'll come home i'll do the invoices i'll do all this stuff yeah you you'll probably be able to make it work. You will. If you set your mind on it, you can. I don't want to talk you out of it. You just do it smart. Do it as smart as you can. Be as secure with it as you can, but go. Go do it. If you ever come home and you just decide to sit on the couch or you have dinner and you do all the stuff that you should do and then that thing that you want to do is out in the garage and uh, no, I'm just going to not do it tonight. If you do that more times than you actually go out and do the thing that you want to do, then don't fucking – don't leave and go out on your own because you're going to run out of money. You're going to put yourself in a trap. You're going to find that you're way more stressed. That freedom that you were hoping for turns into a prison. It happened to me. I can, I'm just – I'm telling you that that's what happened. So what I'd recommend is if you've got this thing and this is what I'm doing now. This is what I've seen people do successfully. And I didn't realize this until after my fucking business failed that a bunch of people did this. And I'm like, of course, I'm fucking retarded. I, and it's like, go in, build the business, build the thing that you're working on, find a way to have it make money and do that on the side. Build it up. It may take months. It may take years. It may take a decade, whatever that might be. But take that time. I'm I'm going through, I'm starting to put together where I can make money from this, how I can put together music, how I can do these podcasts, all this kind of stuff, um, and I, maybe even the production stuff on the side too. We'll see. But I look at these things and I go, okay, this is how I can do it. I have the stability of my job. I've got a steady stream of income. I've got, um, you know, benefits, that kind of stuff. And I actually enjoy what I do now. I'm bringing real value, all this stuff. So that 
kind of gets me charged up. Every day is not perfect. And the nice part too about having a nine to five is that those days that you're fucking sluggish, you the whole thing doesn't fall apart. If you're running a business or some of these things by yourself and you have a bad day or something, like nothing gets done that day. If you have highs and lows like I did, if you're a consistent person, you might be fine, but whatever. I don't know. I don't know how you people think. Like I talked like I talked to <laughs> I was talking to my brother about this on the podcast last year. I'm like, do you ever like have some days where you're up and some days where you're down? He's like, no. Nah. Like, not at all. I don't know what you're talking about. And my it's every day is like it'll just be up or down or somewhere in the middle. Like it's all over the place. So when you have those down days and you run a business by yourself, you're out of commission. But if you have a nine to five and you have some off days, like you have a whole team of other people that are carrying and moving forward, and then it brings you up. And if you're working really hard and they're having a bad day, then you bring them up. And it's like you, everything moves forward more. But when you have a bad day and you're running something by yourself, it's just shot. Anyway, regardless, if you if you have a business idea and you want to start something, start it. Start it on the side. Start building it up. Start bringing in money. See where the customers come from because I, I bet I would bet fucking $1,000 right now that you have no idea – where all of your customers actually come from. You may have made money with things in the past. You may see a possible source, but if it's not surefire, I have these customers, this is where they come from. I know I'm going to make this much money if I do these things, then you're you're taking a chance. You're hoping that you're going to do it. And like one of my old bosses Carl used to say, hope is not a strategy. So Find out where those customers come from, make money, have a steady stream, start building it up and start building enough demand for what you do that it's now starting to interfere with your nine to five. If you can have that and have that start to push and tip and make it where, hey, I'm like fucking drowning. I have so many things coming to me from my job and from the second opportunity, then Use that as your time to make a decision on whether or not you're going to jump into it full time. You can maybe scale back your nine to five, take on less responsibilities there and take on extra days here. You can hire more people to work on this thing part time or hire somebody to run it during the week. And you can have both things going. If you want to use it as like an investment strategy to fuel your investments, you can do that. Like I was listening to this guy, his name is Mar- Maurice Filigen or I think that's his name uh, on LinkedIn. And he's been talking about this. This is kind of what prompted me. And then people started reaching out to me about this. But he was he was talking about how a nine to five can actually be a tool. It can be a way that you can use it to do whatever you want. He buys investment properties. I think that's his main thing. He's got a couple thousand properties now. But he was talking about how his nine to five helped him pay for the bills, save money, buy these investment properties, do all this kind of stuff that you then are not struggling, you're not hoping, and then you get it to a certain point where you can leave that. But the 9 to 5 might give you other experiences. Like I now get to go on these huge yachts, all this kind of stuff. It's I don't party on the yachts. I don't do anything like that. I get to talk to the people that run these boats and that take care of them, that steer them, that deal with all the bullshit that comes with it. And I get to help them 
like with a product that actually makes their life easier. It's a software that helps them do that. And that's pretty cool. And my last job that I was working nine to five, I got to go on the tarmac at Nellis Air Force Base and be next to some of these fighter jets while there's fighter jets taking off. I got to go on some of these VIP airplanes and all this stuff. Um, Like I got to go to these conferences and meet people who've been in aviation for 30, 40, 50 years and just kind of talk to them. And you get to talk to people and help and you get to be part of the world. And that's, that is kind of cool in hindsight. I was such a fucking prick when I was younger and I didn't appreciate any of this stuff, but I do now. But he was talking about how you can use it for investment properties, things like that. My main point is, If you have a couple of those core things, you know what you want to do and you're willing to put in the effort outside of the nine to five and not just succumb to the, I'm so tired, I'm tired, then you can make it. You're going to have a bunch of bullshit that you have to deal with, sure, but you're going to have way more bullshit to deal with uh, if you're scrambling to make something work. And and the the those kind of guys that can have a job or can build a business of something that already exists, you're even better off. So like um, if you're, you know, cleaning the outside of buildings or if you're a yacht management company and doing yacht maintenance or, you know, car detailing, whatever it is, these are things that maybe they're not necessities, but people always want them and it's not a new concept. It's not a new idea. There's people paying for it all over the place. Their homes exist, their boats exist, their cars exist, and they do need to clean them. So if you find the right people to do it, you can find enough of those to build it up on the weekend. All right, I'm going to fucking clean three, four, five houses in a day on Saturday. Oh, shit, that's all booked up. I'm going to do that, build up my Sundays. Oh, my God, I'm working seven hours, seven days a week, and I'm working crazy hours here. I'm actually making a decent chunk of money and I've got people booked out for the next two months. Hmm. All right. Let me call a handful of these people and see, Hey, if I can get this done for you on a weekday, like on a Friday, would you be okay with that and see what they say and start building that up to where, okay, it literally makes more sense for me to go down this path and start this business. I just jumped into something hoping that it would work and it didn't work. I thought I I thought I knew where the money was coming from. I didn't know anything. I and I learned the hard way. So that's my point is if you want to dive into it but you have no, no fucking idea where the money's going to come from, hang tight or find a 9 to 5 that can support you that you actually enjoy. Um but yeah, if you think that you're going to just jump out and find instant success and it's going to be the freedom that you hope for, but you're not willing to be a fucking lunatic to do anything to achieve that goal. I mean, you, you're you just hoping. You're just hoping that you can get lucky enough for these things to fall in place. And there's a good chance that it won't. But if you do it the smart way, work it up, build it up on the side, you can do it. Um, and that's, that's my take on it. Uh, I do want to shout out before we wrap this up, uh, take two coffee. This is actually, so I interviewed Caleb, uh, the owner of this. They just started this. This is his, uh, second coffee company <laughs> that he started. And actually it's really good. I stopped drinking coffee for about a month and then, uh, 
One of these was my first cup back. It was pretty tasty. I felt nice. I didn't feel like my fucking heart was going to explode. And uh, my anxiety didn't go through the roof. So that was nice. Um, yeah, and I... So I got this because uh, we, we did an interview together. We talked about the story of uh, Narrative Coffee Roasters. Uh, TBD, if that's going to come out. Um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Um, but yeah, it is, it's great coffee. Highly recommend it. They're local. Uh, I believe they're, uh, they've got this in, I don't know, it's somewhere in Southwest Florida. I don't know the details, but I'll put a a link in the show notes down there so you can go buy some. They got an online store and then I think they're beefing up their online store to do even more stuff. I don't know, but it's solid coffee. If you liked, uh, what you had at narrative in the past, this is really good, and they've got some cool stuff that they're working on in terms of location and all that. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm excited to uh, to share some of this stuff with you guys. Um, otherwise, please, if you have anything that you uh, if you want to reach out and leave us a message, if you want to leave us a text, whatever it might be, go to podinbox.com/slash/chineon. Leave your thoughts. Leave any questions. Uh, whatever you want to know, whatever feedback that you have, give it to me. I don't usually read the YouTube comments that much. Everybody's just complaining about something. So yeah, reach out. We'd love to hear from you. We might even play it on the show. All right. Toodaloo, sweeties. Mwah.